Have you ever seen one of these? From years past. You're not ready to play with such things. Libel have put an eye out for one of these. Looks like you could use a nice long sleep. Put it in shackles. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars. Where before today, we'd never seen The Mandalorian Chapter 14, The Tragedy, but now we have. I'm your host, Trevor Chong, with you each and every week to recap The Mandalorian Season 2. And with me, as always, is my co-host. He's a guy who always travels with the windows down. Jordan. Jordan, how are you? Um, sorry, one second. Meditating. Hmm. Jordan, we have to go. We got to go. Sorry. Um, I was just stuck in a, a forced trance right there. Uh, okay. I'm here. Man, I'm doing well. What, what if an episode this season continues to deliver uh, – by the end of this, I might say greatest series of TV ever, but I'm not ready to say that just yet, but we're on our way. Really? Better than MASH? Oof. MASH season three? Pretty good. I've never seen it. Never <laughs> no, seen No, me MASH. neither. Not seen a second. <laughs> never seen MASH. But, uh, you know. So, welcome. Here we are. We're recapping chapter 14, The Tragedy of the Mandalorian. Uh, Jordan, initial reactions to the episode. Yeah, this was so fun. Like, I don't know how they keep doing it every week. Like, last week, we were all very high. Like, the highest we've ever been. We all gave it 10 out of 10. We loved the episode. This episode, like, was just as exciting, just as exhilarating. It really gave, like, that classic, like, Western feel with the shootout in the desert. This was so much fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. Right. And, and before the episode came out, I saw a couple headlines how this was going to be the shortest episode yet. And so I was like, oh, that's disappointing. I want a long, yeah. nice, long episode. I think we've had upwards of an hour long episode and this one was 33 minutes. But man, what a 33 minutes it was. Jam packed. did not feel like a short episode. Felt like there were so many things happening in the episode. And maybe because they jumped right into the action so quickly. Mm -hmm. And there was reveals happening right away, and there's big moments that happened, and there's big things they, they teased into the next episode. But man, this was anything but a tragedy, Jordan. I know. All, all I know, and this is one of the last things that I noticed from the show, is that Mando is on his way to perhaps building the greatest ally coalition of people you could possibly imagine. The people he already has with Ahsoka and Bo-Katan, Cara Dude, Grief Karga, and now he throws in Boba Fett and Fennec, who are just insane on their own. He just has the most amazing allies right now. Excited to see where this goes. Right. And don't forget Frog Lady. Frog lady. Uh, how can I forget my favorite of them all, the great frog lady? He probably could uh, rope together some Tuscan Raiders if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I guess Wookiees too. <laughs> so that's, let's, let's go with the big story here. I mean, I think there's two big stories, but what we'll do with it's sort of, I got some good news and some bad news. So the, let's start with the good news, and that is Boba Fett officially back. I mean, he made his appearance. We saw his face at the start of episode. Uh, one of this of this season and there were some thoughts you know we couldn't guarantee that it was Boba Fett but we were pretty confident because it looked like Jango Fett and the armor was worn by Cobb Vanth so it was pretty clear but now we get the confirmation yes indeed Boba Fett is back he survived the Sarlacc pit Jordan uh, are you excited that Boba Fett is officially back here yeah, when I saw his ship flying the screen, I stood up and I was like, the slave ship, the slave. And I was super pumped. That's like an iconic ship from like my childhood. I love that. I, yeah, so I had, a little, I had a little toy of that thing. I would fly that around as a little boy. See that thing pop up on the screen in 2020 was amazing. Um, excited to see him like f in full on action. Because even going back to like Return of the Jedi, where you get the most Boba Fett in action, it's still not really that much action. And all these years later, 
he's like even more of a badass than he's ever been seeing him use these weapons, which I'm assuming, you know, since he pulled himself out of the Sarlacc pit, he had to kind of reconvene his weaponry. I'm assuming he got those from like Tuscan Raiders or sand people since he was in the Tatooine area, but seeing him use that club just to destroy the stormtroopers was awesome. And, and it seemed like it really pushed the boundary of classic star Wars, uh, action scene in that he wasn't just like hitting them and they were falling over, but he was like buckling in and just destroying their, their armor and their helmets were getting smashed in. It was taking it to a whole new level than we traditionally see. And so I love seeing Boba and I love seeing like just how ridiculously amazing at fighting he was. And once again, the stormtroopers' helmets are absolutely <laughs> useless here. Yeah. But what, what was that weapon he was using? It was like a staff like Morgan from The Walking Dead, but on one end it had a spear, on the other hand yeah. it ended had like a pizza cutter or something like that. It kind of looked like a, a top or like a kind of like a chestnut with a point at the bottom, you know? I'm not sure what it was, but again, like I'm assuming, like if I'm, I'm going back in time here, pulls himself out of the Sarlacc pit, he needs to like gather supplies, he's on Tatooine, lots of sand people, it's probably some kind of sand person weapon. Right. Okay. So maybe he has that interaction there. And so how did he track the Mandalorian? I'm a little confused on yeah. that. Can you explain that to me, Joya? Yeah. You know, I probably cannot explain it. Uh, there's a lot of things in the Star Wars universe you just kind of have to accept and move on to. But uh, obviously this guy is, I mean, was a, a renowned bounty hunter. He tracked people for a living. So if anyone can do it, it's Boba. Right. And so we got sort of the reveal, semi-reveal in the previously on, we got to mm -hmm. see, okay, Fennec, she was shot and supposedly killed. And there was at the end of that episode, if you remember in season one, there was a mystery man who sort of walked mm -hmm. up to her and we never found out who that was. We kind of thought, oh, was that Moff Gideon or something like that tracking, tracking, uh, the Mandalorian, because Moff Gideon was the only reveal in that season that came up. But no, I think it's safe to assume that that was Boba Fett, mm -hmm. that he saved her. And somehow then the, he noticed that Cobb Vanth had the armor and they tracked him all the way. Like, I just don't understand where they track. Did they track him to like the spider land and then track them to where Ahsoka was and then track them all the way here <laughs> to, to Tython here. Is that what happened? Yeah. I mean, I guess a little pit stop over at Frog Lady's house. He, he was all over the place. Like, I, I don't know the logistics of it all, but again, I'm just going to go with the fact that Boba Fett, one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy, he finds a way. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. And it was nice to see, as you talked about already, the action that he had already that one, this one episode, more action than he had ever had yeah. in any of the original trilogy or his appearance as a child in the prequel trilogy, Boba Fett doing more than he's ever done before and kicking butt left and right using all of his, he was shooting, he was seeing more staffs, he used the sort of uh, rocket missile from his jetpack, he was using the jetpack as well and just incredible, incredible to get Boba Fett in action and side by side with the Mandalorian. My question is now what What's next for Boba Fett? Now, we know he's sort of in debt for the Mandalorian. So does he help? Is his goal, will he help basically Mandalorian get back the child, get back Grogu, and then be on his way and we don't see him again? Or is this sort of a teaser where we see a Boba Fett spinoff show? Will Boba Fett and the Mandalorian be working side by side for a while? What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, well, just before I get to that, I think it was, it was really important for this show to show Boba Fett in the light that they showed him, man, just being such a badass, being so tough, being so exciting and such a fun guy to watch because for whatever reason, I never fully understood this, though I'm, I am not a Boba Fett hater at all. I've always been a huge fan, but for some reason, his fandom is insane for how little he's on the screen to how popular he is. Like the ratio just doesn't add up. He's one of the most beloved Star Wars characters of them all. And he does basically nothing in the original trilogy. And so people had such high expectations for Boba Fett coming into this that I think they did a great job of doing it justice of bringing him in being, oh, this is this guy we love. And then they made him amazing and super awesome that everyone could be like, oh yeah, that's, that's exactly what I expected. It's Boba Fett. So what's gonna happen now? I mean, like he said, I'm indebted to you. I'm going to help you see this through, help you get the child back. What's, what is he going to do after? I can't imagine really a Boba Fett spinoff show because it just seems too similar to The Mandalorian. Um, I think more likely my guess would be he, 
he could be a character that shows up every now and then in the Mandalorian, but I don't think he, he has too much standalone value. That would be, that'd be my prediction. Right. Like maybe he has the same amount of screen time as a Cara Dune. Sure. Character, yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Where he will have another episode in season three. I mean, I feel like he's the type of character that I would predict to die, but then yeah. just brought him back to life after his, uh, obvious death in the return of the jedi and so it'd be kind of weird to kill him right like <laughs> yeah so that's what i'm kind of but now speaking of people dying and coming back now fennec is back and she definitely <laughs> died <laughs> in season one and so this yeah. is my question here it seems like i guess this is becoming the norm in star wars unless someone is beheaded i think is mm. it safe to assume that there's a chance someone could come back from death jordan yeah, I mean, and the way that she was brought back in some kind of like cyborg is not unusual for the Star Wars universe. You have like the obvious example is Darth Vader, right? And a smaller example is Luke Skywalker's hand is basically droid parts. General Grievous, like whether he was actually a person before, you know, I'm not sure. But there is, there is, there is proof of droid parts being used in humans to keep them alive. And so I think we're just supposed to accept that there's this kind of technology exists and Boba Fett obviously knew how to repair her, her, whatever, her stomach, whatever's going on, all her organs and replace it with droid parts. So this is just a part of the Star Wars universe. So I think even if you're beheaded, I'm not going to rule out the possibility of you coming back to life in the Star Wars universe anymore. General Kenobi. <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. Well, that's, the, that's just the thing is that, there has to be a moment. I guess the next character to die, and I will, I do want to talk about who we think will die by the end of this season because someone's got to die. But once, if we see them die, I mean, there's got to be a thought that, okay, are they actually dead? Is there a way mm-hmm. to survive this? Because it's getting, it gets a little ridiculous, I think. I mean, clearly she must have not been dead, obviously, by the time Boba Fett found her, right? She yeah. was bleeding out or something, right? But. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a moment, you know, if you get shot in the head, you know, you probably should, should die. And there has to be some stakes here. Because if you can just keep bringing people back, it gets a little ridiculous. But nevertheless, they brought back Fennec. Uh, what did you think about bringing her back, Jordan? I actually really liked it. I thought she was really fun. Uh, I didn't fully like, buy that she just, like, didn't want to just kill the Mando, you know? Like, she was pretty quick to, like, make peace with him after he basically killed her or tried to kill her. And so she was pretty quick to accept him back in her, her good books, you know, just because she had this deal with, with Boba or whatever. But other than that, I thought she was really fun. I like how she did that really cool uh, leg press, pushing the rock down, kind of like Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, where that big stone was chasing all the stormtroopers away. Temple she had a lot of, of good Doom. action scenes there. I don't think it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it? Oh, okay. I think so. Anyways, You're probably right. You're probably uh, right. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty cool how she was like, when her and Mando were fighting side by side, she was like using him as cover, <laughs> kind of hiding behind him, behind the best car. But uh, no, she, she was fun. She was like super tough, like really exciting. Good to have. Yeah, I think, uh, well, I don't think Mando ever tried to kill her. He, he was going to capture her. Right. And it was that young hotshot bounty hunter right that shot her she wanted to kill mando that's for sure mm-hmm. but i guess it's the thought that these bounty hunters are so self-interested that as long as there's something in it for them mm-hmm. that they'll do it and she seems to be indebted to boba fett for saving her and then boba fett is now indebted to mando for saving his armor and mm-hmm. so it's just sort of a chain of events that happens here i think it's an interesting choice to bring her back it seems like you know now they've done this uh, a couple times they brought people back. They brought My- Mithril back, and they've now brought <laughs> Fennec back, and they're going to bring back, it looks like Mayfeld is yeah. going to be back as well. So interesting choice to bring back some of these characters in season one. I guess it makes sense because they sort of star in one episode at a time, mm-hmm. and so it's nice to give them a little more screen time when you develop these characters. It's just weird because it seems it seemed like those characters – between between Mithril, who was frozen in carbonite, uh, Fennec, who was killed, and now Mayfield, who was Mayfield, who was put into jail, it sort of seemed like okay, like their stories are wrapped. But now here they all are brought back. Does it reverse the things that happened in season one to bring these characters back in season two? Yeah, I guess that's possible. I mean, like because Mayfield was definitely like 
a quote bad guy and um they're gonna it sounds like mando really needs him is he gonna actually continue to be a bad guy or is he gonna turn and help mando here and it's basically reverse what you talked about the whole last season so it'll be it's interesting choice i do like a lot of these characters so i'm not really complaining other than mithril i'm not really complaining that they're coming back uh so i'm excited to see mayfield again i thought he was fun he's a good kind of like weasley uh bad boy type guy so he'll be fun to have back now if we remember correctly he was uh basically trapped in jail with a few other people right yeah do we expect to see i don't remember any of their names do we expect to see any of those characters back again or is it just purely getting mayfeld back i think it's possible we see them like um cara dune did say he's on the the carthon chop field so they sent him to go work the fields or something as a prisoner so i could see a, pos- a possibility um when mando goes and confronts mayfield that they're also there working the fields you know, but maybe, right. maybe no further than that before he takes Mayfield off. But uh, I, I think we got, we got enough characters going on right now. We don't need those other guys. Right. Now, is it because, was he the one, was he basically the mastermind in breaking into the prison and that's why yeah. Mando wants him? Is that, is that and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was a, I'm pretty sure he was an ex uh, empire sniper or assassin also. So he was a part of the empire. Right. So he's got an in to Gideon there. I thought the droid, the droid had a lot to do with breaking into that prison, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, they, so maybe they should get the droid out there. I mean, I the droid probably got blown up though when the when the Razor Crest got blown up. R.I.P. to the Razor Crest, by the way. Right. But he's uh, got, yeah, he's got. It just seems that Mando's got a lot of options there, and it's a surprising one to see to see to bring him back. And so, yeah. Well, what I wonder too is like the last time we saw Boba Fett in the original Star Wars trilogy is he was like kind of in with the empire also mm-hmm. so like what would it be like if he went and just talked to the the, the new empire moff Gideon? i'm sure there's some people still around in power that he was in he was tight with when he was working with them so i'd be interested to see that right well that's what i was wondering with boba fett here it seemed like he had no love loss for the empire so these stormtroopers they come out onto this onto this land here in tython and they're going after baby yoda here and Boba Fett is just shooting them left and right. And I don't think we ever saw, we never saw Boba Fett fighting stormtroopers before, from what I remember in the, in the no. movies. I know he was never part of the Empire, but he was, you know, serving Darth Vader, pretty, you know, side by side. He helped them capture Han Solo yeah. and was at their side on a Star Destroyer and in Cloud City. And so he's always seemed to be leaning towards basically he was a bad guy in yeah. in the original trilogy and now he's coming in and he's got the full uh, face turn he's a, he's a good guy all the way it seems like he's just killing stormtroopers left and right yeah well you know two things happen when you're stuck in the stomach of a sarlacc one is you're slowly digested and two you find perspective is that so right? that's what Boba Fett. That's what Boba Fett found down there. His perspective. He realized he was fighting for the wrong side all along, and he's looking to make things right. Do you not think Boba Fett will get upset when he finds out that Grogu is a Jedi, and his experience with a Jedi is is Luke Skywalker, basically uh, Luke and Han and Chewie all basically put him into the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, I mean, but have you seen how cute Grogu is? <laughs> <laughs> one thing, one thing I noticed, and I'm I'm not going to take credit for this because I read it in a review um, about how Boba Fett introduced himself to the Mando, is he said, "I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy, like my father before me." And I, I read an article, and someone was like, I "Sorry, I love to give credit to the writer, but that first line, I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy,' is the same thing that his dad Jango Fett said in Attack of the Clones." And then the second part there. kind of talks about the other part of Boba Fett's life where he says, like my father before me, which is what Luke Skywalker says. I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. So it's interesting dynamic, putting these two different parts of his life together in his introduction to the Mando. Right. Right. That is, that is interesting. And I wonder, it makes you think, okay, is there a bigger story for Mm -hmm. Boba Fett here? And will it happen? It can happen this season. There's not enough time, No. but unless he sacrifices himself, but again, I don't see that happening. And so is there a chance for a Boba Fett spinoff show or does he become a main character in this Mandalorian here? Does he come in an Ahsoka spinoff show somehow? That would be kind of strange. Is there other spinoff shows that are to come? It seems like that is going to be uh, Star Wars Disney's path to success is these Disney plus shows because I think the Mandalorian is a huge success across 
all platforms. I think everyone that I've talked to loves The Mandalorian. It's a huge mm. hit. There's no controversy around it like there was with the <laughs> sequel trilogy. And so it seems like, okay, why not have more? Like people are stoked for an Ahsoka trilogy or Ahsoka spinoff series. They're stoked for a Kenobi spinoff series. So they could go the way of, you know, Netflix MCU shows where they have multiple different uh, characters interweaving in the same, you know, timeline galaxy. Yeah. There's, there's controversy in the sequel trilogies. Yeah. Some people... (laughs) (laughs) Some people just really, really <laughs> didn't like um, C-3PO's role in the, the, those films. Wait, why um, did he have that red arm? Actually, I read about that. It's, it's yeah. actually... It's, it's, a whole, it's a whole comic book about that. Yeah, I saw uh, that. So people just, you know, other than C-3PO, though, people people love them. They love the stories. Yeah, they love it. Exical for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Canto Bite. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So that's it for Boba Fett. We have Boba Fett, we have Fennec, and they are committed to saving Grogu. So that's the other big main story that happened here. And what I assume the title of the episode is the tragedy here. And the bad news that we have here is that Grogu has now been captured by Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is actually, this happened two episodes early for my prediction. This is exactly how I predicted the, se- the season two would end with Boba, what, not Boba, Baby Fett, uh, with Grogu being taken by Moff Gideon and it ended, but it happened a little bit sooner. It was a tragedy. I was actually like heartbroken when the Razor Crest got blown up, blown up and you see the man, and again, like Pedro Pascal, you can never see his face. But the way that he looked at it, you could like feel his emotion, just like even with the mask on. Like that was heartbreaking too, another part of the tragedy. But obviously, yeah, the big headline of the day is Grogu has been taken. He's in Moff Gideon's control. He's in his cute little handcuffs at the end. He's all sleepy and it's, it's just a tragedy. <laughs> right. And we can touch on the Razor Crest there. And it was interesting. It felt like in this season, they were really building up the Razor Crest as to be an iconic ship. Um, you know, equivalent to Slave One there, which I think you talked about before, but I think that's maybe the second most iconic Star Wars ship there is, yeah. is, the, is the Slave One, other than maybe a generic X-Wing. And Millennium Falcon obviously being the number one ship. But they were really building up the Razor Crest, and it just went in a second. So that's basically the biggest loss we've had in this series, in this season, uh, yeah. and second in the series maybe after, after Quill. But... <laughs> Yeah, well, all I'm going to say is if, is if Fennec can come back, the Razorcrest can come back. All right? right. It's, it's not gone yet. We'll see. Right. I mean, they certainly can make a Razorcrest too, but maybe yeah. this is an opportunity for Mandalorian to get a new ship. Maybe, yeah. maybe he gets the Slave One ship yeah. for some reason. It's all about that merchandising. It's currently, now I assume that was his ride out of that planet yeah. to go visit Cara Dude. Oh, that's and interesting. Is there a reason why, you know, could there be some reason why Boba yes. Fett ends up giving that ship to the Mandalorian for some reason? Yeah, I think maybe Boba Fett, he, at the end of this, maybe he goes back to Tatooine or whatever, and he just like, I'm done with this. I got my armor. I just want to kick my feet up wearing my armor. Have a Java Juice. You take the ship. You continue on with the good work. I can totally see that. That's a, that's a really good idea there. Right. So... That's, you know, it's interesting, but, but basically Grogu here has been, has been captured and there's so much here that we can touch on. And I got a few different areas I think we can go to. Let's first look at the Grogu aspect itself, because I think this is the most interesting and we've been something we've been tracking and been wondering, like, what does Moff Gideon want to do with Grogu? What is the plan? And we sort of learned this plan uh, two episodes ago or so, where we learned that they were basically mining midichlorians from Grogu in hopes of creating some sort of creature. Is that right, Jordan? Yeah, some kind of like they, it looked like almost like Snoke or maybe even like the, another version of the Emperor or something like that. Some kind of Sith, who knows? Some sort of force sensitive being yeah. uh, that would kick some butt basically and it could be a huge, huge villain to come for, for the Empire, I guess, or the new Empire, whatever you want to call it. And so I guess my thought is, do you think they will be successful in extracting the midichlorians from Grogu and creating a new being? Look, I think if we want really good TV, and I like good TV, and I know you like good TV, 
though it's going to pain us to see Grogu get tortured, get these needles put into him, have his blood sucked out of him, I think we need this to happen. And I think it's going to happen because that's just going to create some kind of new super villain, something that's going to look super awesome. It's going to create intense battle scenes with, I don't know, Ahsoka, with Mando, with Bo-Katan, with whoever. But I think they're absolutely going to be successful. They're going to get enough to at least create some kind of villain that can be above Moff Gideon, that can perhaps lead to the First Order in some way. I don't know. But I see, I see them absolutely being successful here. Now, if they're successful, I, I can't imagine Grogu dying in this way. I mean, I believe he will get rescued. But is there a chance that this could take his force powers away somehow? Yeah, I, I, could, I could see that. I, I've always thought that it's since last episode when uh, Ahsoka talked about how if he didn't use and train his powers, they would go away. It just made me think, like, he may lose them soon. And, I, and I'm, I'm on the belief that the, Grogu's never going to die. As long as the Mandalorian show happens, he's never going to leave the Mandalorian side. They're always going to be together. That's my opinion. That's what I think it's always going to be. And so if he's with the Mandalorian, he doesn't necessarily need these force powers, you know, but uh, I think it is possible that they could be depleted by this. Right. Now, speaking of his force powers, we did actually get to see his (laughs) strongest use of force powers as he just... Uh, absolutely manhandled or whatever green person handled these two stormtroopers here in his jail cell, Jordan. Poor guys, hey, and Moff Gideon walks in and he could stop this at any moment. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 let's just see what happens here. And, and Grogu's just choking these guys, throws them against the wall. Uh, poor guys, but it was, it was fun to see. Like, this little kid is super powerful. So that's why I do believe that Moff Gideon getting his midichlorians is going to create something really powerful as well. So, but it was fun to watch. Right. And the most interesting scene uh, line from that I found was when Moff Gideon, he pulled out the dark saber. I do want to talk about Moff Gideon a bit more in a, in a sec, but he pulls out the dark saber and he says, he sort of shows it to Grogu with really threatens him. And he says, you're not ready for one of these, which makes me think, if he's not ready for one of these, one of these lightsabers, it means that eventually he will be ready for a lightsaber. So is there a Grogu lightsaber in our near future? Oh my gosh. I hope so. And if, if I'm reading what you're trying to say correctly, are you presuming that Moff Gideon has a plan to make Grogu his apprentice? No, I don't know if that necessarily <laughs> Oh, because that would be crazy. <laughs> but to sense that, to him, for him to say that you're not ready for one of these... Yeah would imply that eventually he will be yeah. ready for a lightsaber. I, and yeah. if you want to up Grogu's powers in any way and have him, I know it could be, you know, is it jumping the shark at a certain point when you get, yeah. when you get Grogu with a lightsaber standing back to back with the Mandalorian, or is that the greatest thing that's ever happened on yeah, television? I, I don't think that's crazy because like the weapon of a Jedi is a lightsaber. And I think uh, as much of hate as attack of the clones gets, which is a really fun movie, really bad special effects, but really has a lot of good fun scenes in it. One of the most iconic scenes is seeing Yoda himself with a lightsaber. And so I think Mandalorian's doing a great job of recreating these, these iconic moments in just a way better way. So like, like Boba Fett, for example, they bring him back and they give him full on action and they were able to bring in Grogu, have a, lightsaber like yoda except do it in a way better way with a with a puppet instead of the cgi and so man that could happen oh man that would be a beautiful photo to have with grogu back to back or i guess it'd be like back to uh ankle uh with the mandalorian getting ready for battle it could be something that maybe is a season three arc i mean do they have a arc where they need to find a kyber crystal for grogu and eventually he makes a lightsaber but then he has to learn how to use it and Mando has to train him with it. You can imagine Mando having to like shoot at Grogu in hopes that Grogu blocks it. And there could be a lot of fun little scenes there. And we could see yeah. the slow development yeah. in through like season five and through season six of yes, Grogu please. learning to use a lightsaber. But there's something there, I think, eventually. Yeah. What color would Grogu's lightsaber be? Would green Ooh, is I guess, a simple answer? Or? Yeah, I think green, green would make the most sense. Green, you know, a lot of times is, is paired with the master. The master usually, not always, but a lot of times I think we see like a master right. would have a green and the apprentice would have blue. Not always though. And I already know at the bottom of his lightsaber handle is going to be the little ball from the Mandalorian ship. That's going to be on the bottom of his lightsaber. So you can, take, you can take that one to the bank. 
in a with a best car sort of handle. There you go. Oh, and there you go. A Mandalorian and Jedi, they would never see it coming. All right, now speaking of Grogu and the Jedi here, we did get to see Grogu meditating here. And he was mentioning the point where there was this crazy force field around him. And I mean, the Mandalorian kept trying to get to him. And I don't know how many times did he try to get to him without, before realizing, okay, maybe this isn't going to work, me just trying to reach in and grab him. I think it was like three times. Uh, it was pretty funny when Mando first set Grogu down on the stone and he's like, okay, go ahead. <laughs> and he's like looking around. Maybe there's a switch or something. Uh, but I think it was like Grogu knew what he was doing. He, he was very familiar with this. He knew what he was supposed to do. Just kind of takes a second to charge up there. Right. And so for me, we talked about this a bit last week of will he interact with a Jedi? And we thought there was, there was a good possibility that there could be no one and we didn't see anyone. So I guess that's partially right. But to me now with what we saw with that force field going around him and him being, you know, truly connecting with the force, to me, he had to have interacted with, saw someone or someone saw him. Is that, is that what you agree with, Jordan? I 100% think that he interacted with the Jedi of some kind, somewhere, somehow. And part of this rescue mission is going to be an out of nowhere Jedi that's going to show up and help him get out of there, whether it's Cal, probably not Ahsoka. I think it's going to be someone new, maybe someone we've never even heard of before. Uh, Ezra, who knows? But I 100% think he interacted with someone. And so someone knows he's out there and someone's coming for him. So I think we're going to see another Jedi other than Ahsoka and Grogu before this season's over. Right. Could, could, there be, could it be a teaser like where we think it's Ahsoka and then right. someone else comes yeah. and makes the save there? Absolutely, because it makes no sense if it's Ahsoka because if she was just going to come save him anyways, why didn't she just stay with him? You know? So yeah, I could totally see something like that. We could see, just see the lightsaber and think it's Ahsoka and then it'd be someone else. Yeah, totally. Right. Now, and we talked about this a bit last week, so I don't want to cover it too much because we really haven't gotten new information. But we, so, so the, 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 I sort of set out four leading candidates one with a really long shot, but four leading candidates, one being uh, Ezra, Ezra Bridger, Cal from the Jedi Fallen Order video game, Luke Skywalker, which I still think is, is a possibility. Yeah. My long shot was, was Mace Windu. We talked about, you know, yeah, he's dead, <laughs> but, but I mean, if we, talk, we just talked about no one can die in this, in this universe, and there's no yeah. re- I mean, that would be something. What, what would your reaction be if, you, if in episode eight, during Samuel L. Jackson shows up and saves Grogu? I'm sick and tired of these mother. <laughs> I would love you so funny. Um, these mother droids. Mother Imperial cruising. You know what would be interesting though? Um, I'm just kind of like, I, I did think that the Luke Skywalker one kind of had an outside shot, but now I think it would be even more interesting with Boba Fett in the mix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who interact the last, one of the last human beings that Boba Fett had seen before getting out of the Sarlacc pit was Luke Skywalker who was responsible for putting him in that pit. So that would be one of the most interesting things ever. Right. I mean, if you think about it from story wise and just as looking at the whole saga together, doesn't Luke make the most sense in that he defeated the empire. He's now from what we know, trying to restart the Jedi order. He's I'm sure he's learning more and more about the force. He's I'm sure he's spending a lot of time meditating. If if there was someone on Tython, the Jedi Temple, and there's someone to interact with meditating, would it not make sense that it is Luke Skywalker? Yeah, it makes total sense because as we, as we know, like Luke is out looking for Exegol as well, right? We learned that like him and Lando were out mm-hmm. trying to find this place. And so while he's out exploring, uh, maybe he gets this call, he senses Grogu. Man, story-wise, it makes the most sense. I just wonder, and I hate to even say this, like, is it too big for mm-hmm. the Mandalorian? That's like my biggest hesitation. Yeah. Is it too big to bring in the most, you know, besides Darth Vader, maybe tied for first, the most iconic Star Wars character of all time into this TV series? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's possible, but I think I'd still be a little bit shocked. But story-wise, you're 100% right. It makes the most sense. Yeah, I do wonder if it is too big. And I actually do think it is too big in some ways because I think the Mandalorian is fun because you can have these these small stories in some way. Now, the kind of brings us to the other possibility and that, not that it's going to be no one, but that it is a nobody per se, that 
is could there be a brand new Jedi that we've yet to meet yeah. up here? And I think at first you'd be like, what? Like, that's kind of lame because how could there be another Jedi? But somehow Ahsoka lived in this time. Somehow we assume Ezra lived in this time. And so it wouldn't be unreasonable to think that there's another random Force-sensitive person that could show up. Could it be? Yeah. Well, even even last episode, Ahsoka was saying like there's very few Jedi left, so she's implying that there are other Jedi out there. So I actually think that's the most likely a new character we've never seen. Just some whatever, some new made-up person, and I think that's fine because I think it just expands the universe. We all kind of have as viewers of this show this idea that there has to be more Jedi out there, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'd be interested just to bring in a whole new character here. Right. Now, what would that character be? I, I guess it couldn't be, I don't know. I, I always find it funny how like half the Jedi and half the population of Star Wars are like human being like creatures. And yeah. then there's like only like one of each alien. But could we get some sort of alien, alien Jedi? That'd be, that'd be a fun thing to show up. I just think of like, okay, so whenever this happens, the next episode, season finale, season premiere, who knows, it's going to be like an epic reveal, right? And so if we hear the lightsaber go like open up let's say and then let's picture the scene and then mando turns around to look it can't be some crazy looking alien it can't be like a frog lady type person it can't be an akbar type person right it can't be anyone like that so it has to be something that's like kind of cool looking though i do i'm everyone knows like i'm 100 here for the weird looking creatures but for that moment i think it's got to be something that like looks cool um which you know unfortunately makes me believe it's probably a human being yeah is that a weird thing to say unfortunately but i guess so but i think that's most likely is it's going to be a human being i just think if it's a if it's a human or or i guess ahsoka's not human but she you know played by a human i guess they're all played by human but (laughs) not (laughs) if you think it's a man if you think it's a man aren't you going to think okay is that luke and you're going to be disappointed. Right. If you see it's like a woman, oh, is that Ahsoka? And then you're going to be disappointed, right? So you kind of yeah. set yourself up for failure there if that happens. Yeah, but that's fine. I'll get over it. <laughs> All right, let's call your shot here, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, if, if and when, we might not see this person this season. Yeah. You know, we might never see this person. I guess, I guess that's two sort of questions. Like, will we find out that it was a force ghost interaction? And I, I, you know, I think that's possible that he somehow he interacted with Yoda. And we just didn't get to see that scene. Uh, I, mean, I think that would be a little disappointing. But I, because mm-hmm. he might, there may not be a Jedi that showed up. He may have just interacted with somebody. But anyways, let's just say that there is someone that's going to show up. Make your call. Who's who? Who is it that's going to show up? Okay, here? I guess I guess if I have to put a bet down, um, I think I think the person who I'm going to say is who I want it to be. Also, okay, and this is also who I think is going to show up, and it's something that. Never really crossed my mind until you brought it up last week. And I, I'm going to go with Cal. Okay. I think I'm all in on Cal here. And yeah. I like it. I think he fits. I think I can picture him showing up with this crew of people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, part of, he's part of the story. you know. Like, so I could totally see Cal. I'm, I'm, I'm going to land on him. Yeah, and he's like, he's new. He'd be a new yeah. character, but, but also have some familiarity to him. And he'd be yeah. something we could be excited about. Uh, for me, I think we've talked about how Luke Skywalker, you know, story-wise makes the most sense. He, he would be the one that answered the call. And so that is why the person showing up to save Grogu will be none other than Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Samuel L. Jackson is showing up here. That'd be amazing. And it's going to be the greatest moment. Because if you think about, if, you, okay, if you're the writer here, okay, and you're thinking, what's the greatest yeah. thing we could do? I know. That what's is the greatest right thing there. we could do. Would anything be better than, than Mace Windu showing up? I think it'd be the most like shocking and like biggest pop ever. It's like, we always talk about when, cause we watch wrestling for those of you who don't know. And we always talk about like, what's the, like what, what wrestlers music could hit right now that would make the fans just go the craziest. And it's usually always like stone colds or like, like Bret Hart or something like that out of nowhere. And so I think Mace Windu would be in that realm of like biggest pops, biggest, like what? <laughs> So, and hey, I think Samuel Jackson's game for it. Like, who wouldn't want to be in this series? It's so exactly. fun. Exactly. Well, they're going to need all the help they can get because, according to Boba <laughs> Fett, the Empire is back. Now, yeah. is, is that an accurate statement, Jordan? I mean, I think they're well on their way because he's just saying he saw the ship, right? The Imperial cruiser, right? Yeah. Yeah. He saw the cruiser. And so I think he's jumping to conclusions a bit there, but we know 
that it kind of is back or at least on its way back. We know that it's going to be back in, in the form of the first order. So I, I think it's accurate for him to say that the empire is back though. He doesn't quite know the whole story of it all. Right. And, but is, is the empire back or is it just like a couple people who are yeah. still falsely loyal to a lost cause and I mean, we talk about we saw Moff Gideon and them say, "Long live the Empire!" Here that they mm-hmm. they feel never gonna it's never gonna die, but we know it it does die. It, yeah, it does get replaced by the First Order, but it's definitely not the Empire. And so, is that is that fair? It, that's what I wonder. Yeah, I guess that that's kind of what makes me believe that. Um, like obviously, Moff Gideon isn't going to be along for the for the long ride here. Like whether he makes it through this season or next season, but it makes me kind of think that someone is going to dethrone him or kill him um, from within. Maybe it's this new being that they're trying to create, and that person or thing, whatever it is, is going to be responsible for changing it from the Empire to the First Order. So yeah, I guess the Empire isn't like fully back like it was in its prime with Darth Vader, but they're they're definitely still around. So I don't think it's super inaccurate for Boba Fett to say. The Empire is back. Right. But now you do bring up somebody who I want to dig into a bit and who I'm going to say is amazing in every scene to the point that I think this person is the best character on the show. And that is Moff Gideon. To me, he's, he's had very little screen yeah. time, but every single scene he's in, yeah. it's just, it's electrifying. I'm just, yeah. I'm just in awe as he walks down the hallway. He, he put a dark saber on like to Grogu's throat and like threatened yeah. him. He is amazing character yeah. in this show. And he is the best character in the mantle in an amazing show, the best show on TV. And Moth Gideon is the best character in this show, Jordan. Yeah. And I think that's a Star Wars theme, like making the bad guys like the best and the coolest, like Darth Vader, like they tried with, with Kylo Ren. And some people would say he is, some say he's close. I think he's awesome. You know, that's just the Star Wars thing is making the villains really cool. And I always say that I want my villains to be like, real bad guys and to put a dark saber to the throat of the most beloved character that makes you a bad guy and, and not only is he an amazing actor and but he, he's able to use the little screen time that he has to just show how badass he is right and how much he's gonna like like wants to hunt down the mando and how dedicated he is to the cause and so I like him a lot. I don't think you know I think we came into this season thinking that maybe he wasn't gonna make it out of season two because of how little he's been in the show, like he's not going anywhere for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, there's no way he's dying by the end of season two, maybe not even season three. He might be around for the entirety of this, this series. But Moff Gideon's awesome. He's not going anywhere anytime. Right, and that was going to be my question as, as in who is he going to survive? Do, and you obviously think he is. And so then my thing is he's got to have a dual I think this season with the dark saber with somebody. And now is that yeah. somebody going to be Mandalorian with the staff? Yeah. Is that somebody going to be Ahsoka? Is that going to be Bo-Katan? What do you think? Is that going to be Grogu? Who, who's having the duo with Moff Gideon? I think the most likely, like the odds on favorite, it's got to be Mando with the Beskar spear. That just makes the most storyline sense right now. Like I, I'm not even like guaranteeing that we're going to see Ahsoka again this season, though you know, I think, I think there's a chance we, we will, and it'd be awesome. We should, once we have like Mando bringing his whole coalition together, but it's, it's most likely that Mando is going to have interaction with Gideon and he has the Beskar spear. It's been established that that thing can fight lightsabers. So I think that's the, the most likely dance partner for Moff. Right. But, and, and they, I guess they did go head to head in, in the end of season one, but so are they going to go head to head again? I guess that's just like the one. And then how are they, neither of them going to die again at the end of this? So that's where you get into tricky parts there where, where you wonder, can they actually go head to head again and neither of them be killed again? And is that, would that be a satisfying ending? I mean, that's totally possible. Like it happened with Ray and Kylo a lot. They went head to head a lot. Neither of them die. Luke and Darth Vader went went head. I mean, you know, eventually they died. Luke and Vader went head to head a couple of times before one of them died and they didn't even necessarily kill each other. So I think they can find a way to make that work. Do you think the end of the Moff Gideon Mando battle will end in a kiss? <laughs> as long as it's one out of friendship, then I can accept it and not romance. Like some people think. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's Moff Gideon. Now the other thing that Moff Gideon has going for him is he has the dark troopers and now jordan these they're like fancy battle droids but these droids they fly now they fly now 
they fly, they fly now. now. <laughs> yeah, they were they were fine. They didn't do enough for me to make me be like, ooh, like look at these guys. They just went and picked up a, a thing that weighs two pounds and flew away. Like anyone could do that. Mm-hmm. But they definitely look cool. Uh, I'd love to see them in a little bit more action and be a little bit more savage. Maybe take out like an entire village or something. But uh, they were fine. Let's see them. Let's see them in some real action though. Right, but I think I think it's, it's teased enough. We saw them at the end of an episode, and we saw them here just yeah. easily pick up Grogu and get away from uh, Boba Fett chasing them and all that. And so to me, it just seems like, okay, they're setting up that this is like the army that's going to happen. We know there's many, many more of them. It looked like there was yeah. maybe, what, 20 of them in there. And I would imagine they can take a gunshot. And, they, and so it seems like it's the army that's set up to take on Mandal- the Mandalorian and that he's going to need to gather his army. And so I've been saying it all season. We've been talking about it. That's going to lead to him gathering this army. And we know now he's going to Karadud to get Mayfeld. We know that Boa Fett and Fennec, they're on board. But are we, are we set up for everyone to ju- sign up, especially when they find out Grogu's being captured and what they're going to do with him? Yeah. Is there any reason why anyone wouldn't come along with the Mandalorian here and, and fight to get Grogu back? I guess the one that I'm most hesitant on, though, as I'm thinking about it, I just figured out a reason why they would join, uh, is Bo-Katan, because they have no relationship with Grogu. But now that I think about it, Mando will know through Grogu, or maybe through Moff, about the dark saber, mm-hmm. and he knows that Bo-Katan's looking for that. So I think that would be the gateway to get Bo-Katan and the other Mandalorians in. Um, there's obviously a, a reason for Ahsoka to come back to help the child. Um, obviously Cardoon and Grief will do anything. We know yeah. Bubba Fett and Fennec are in. Uh, we know that Frog Lady wants to babysit Grogu again, so she'll be in. So I think that, yeah, everyone that we've met, there's a very good reason for them to come back and join. Where this is going to take place, I don't know. Like, are they going to go and try to storm the cruiser? Are they going to find them on a base somewhere? That's what the, that's what the most interesting to me is where this is all going to happen. So we'll see where that, we'll see where that goes. Right. And I think Cobb Vanth, there's, there's no reason why. Oh, yeah, of course. When Mando shows up and says, hey, they took the child, I need your help. Yeah. Cobb Vanth clearly has shown to be yes. a competent, competent guy that he has something to benefit to. And it does seem like if they're going to get Mayfeld to, to then be able to get onto the Imperial Cruiser, right? Like they're going to use his skills yeah. there. It seems like episode eight finishes on a cruiser, which would be really cool. Yeah. Uh, it's always fun to see like the hallways of of the different, uh, you know, dark side ships. And yeah. so that's where it could be. And it could all, I mean, maybe the ship would crash and they all then fight on the, a planet somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems to me like it's, it's getting into what's going to be a big, a big collision with two, with two armies, because it's clear that Moff Gideon has an army and that he needs help. Yeah. I, I mean, I do wonder, I, I haven't read headlines. I try not to read any articles, spoilers on it. Um, you know, I read a headline, but I didn't look into the article. Of it. it said like a certain character probably isn't expected to show up again this season. So I was like, oh, yeah. that's kind of sad. Uh, but it would make most sense story-wise for me if all the characters came back yeah. And because they all have a reason to, and Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan probably has the strongest reason to. Yeah. He's literally looking for the dark saber, and yeah, exactly. Moff Gideon has the dark saber, so that's happening. Yeah, and obviously, if these dark, so these dark troopers are going to be as like tough as we think they are, then he's going to need all of them, especially the Mandalorians, who can withstand some of that firepower. Yeah, so that'll be something interesting to track. They're going to bring another character in. It's uh, you know, I obviously May- Mayfeld is going to he's going to have some some hesitation about joining up with the Mandalorian. Who, who, I mean, is it, is it man? Did Mando really turn his back on him or he was getting his back turned on him turned on first. So yeah. Some- I mean, Mayfield was like going to turn on. Yeah. He was, he was coming after Mando the entire time. So I think he'll understand. So it's hard to have hurt feelings there when he just got, when he just got one up, uh, but he'll eventually he'll be, he'll be in. It'll be interesting to see if we meet another new, another new character heading into, yeah. uh, in, into episode seven here. Is that where we're going? Yeah. On? Seven. Yeah, episode seven. And it's possible. I, you know, honestly, I don't care. Like everything they've been doing in the last little bit has been amazing. So whatever they want to do in episode seven, I'm all game for it. I had no expectations of what was going to happen in this episode. I figured they would probably go to um, go to Tython. But other than that, I had no idea. And it was amazing. So let's just see what happens. I think they're, they're going to do a great job. The other question I have here, and we talked about with uh, when Boba Fett said the Empire is back is how is Grand Admiral Thrawn involved in this story? And was that just a teaser 
for an Ahsoka show, or if the Empire is back, as Boba Fett says, you would imagine that Thrawn would be involved in that yeah. aspect. And so I, I just wonder, you know, if if there's Thrawn and if there's Moff Gideon, sort of who's who's taking orders from whom, right, is my question. Yeah, I mean, I, perhaps that could be what leads eventually to the demise of Moff Gideon as Thrawn actually takes over. But I'm more under the impression that that is going to be something for another day. There's just so much going on already to get to this whole other villain and Thrawn Ahsoka storyline. It seems like impossible to fit into these next two episodes. So I'm, I'm just going to assume that that's going to be part of something totally different. Right. I, I think so too. It seems like there's too much going on. That's where maybe, I mean, <laughs> Is that will Ahsoka not show up? I mean, is that is that if if another Jedi shows up, it, it, yeah. it would it would be fair to say that Ahsoka will not show up. Yeah, I, I would find it hard to believe that Ahsoka and and you know Luke Skywalker show up, right? Because then that's <laughs> yeah. sort of you know which is sort of strange, right? It, it seemed like yeah. it was the Ahsoka appearance just to set up the Ahsoka show, and obviously there's lots that can happen in the Ahsoka show. Is that, is that what happened? Uh, you know, yeah. are, we, are we not going to see Ahsoka again? That's what I think. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that was the last we saw of her. And, and I'm okay with that. You know, I would love to see her again. Of course. It was, she was so cool and it was so fun. But I, I, think, I think that's very possible we don't see her again. We have so many great characters again. I just hope we at least see like Ahsoka or we see Bo-Katan again. I want to see one of, at least one of those two again because they're just so awesome. But uh, if we don't see her again, I'll be sad. But I understand that they probably have something better in the future for her. It just makes no sense if, if Ahsoka actually found out what's going on. Okay, yeah. not only did Moff Gideon capture Grogu. Okay, that's probably enough reason to go and help him out. But they're also going to use Grogu to mine his midichlorians to then create a new super yeah. evil Sith, you know, uh, dark side person. There's no reason why. <laughs> if Ahsoka knew that information she obviously would go help and stop that, right? Because that's yeah. like the scariest thing ever, right? And yeah. so if she knew that information, as well as Bo-Katan knows that, that Moff Gideon has the Darksaber, there's no way she's not getting involved as well. So it just seems like, okay, the only way they're not getting involved is if they don't have the full information. Right, which would be just, this would just be irresponsible of Mando not to tell them everything. Right. Well, Mando doesn't know the whole story either, right? Like <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't know what they're doing with Grogu. And yeah. he, I mean, he knew they were maybe doing some experiments and kind of get that. Yeah. Uh, I guess actually he does know that one. He just, I don't know if he knows about the Darksaber. No. Because no. he never saw, he actually thought Moff Gideon was dead. So he doesn't really yeah. know much about Moff Gideon. But so that's kind of interesting there. Was there anything else in the episode that we haven't touched on yet that you wanted to touch on? I think we hit all of the big things. Uh, I really enjoyed the cold open when uh, Mando was like being the, the Dadalorian and uh, he was like, uh, Grogu. And just to, just to see his response, like, huh? To see how quick, it's like, it's like when I talk to my dog, I'm like Kylo, and Kylo looks over. You know, the same thing. It was really cute. Uh, and then he gets so excited about how Grogu uses the force that he swears in front of him. It's like, ah, oh, yeah. dank, Ferric. And then Grogu thinks he's mad at him, but yeah. he's not really. He's just excited. And I can just picture, like, maybe not you, but uh, other parents, like, being so excited about something that they swear in front of their kids. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. Trust me, I'm happy. No, that was just a really endearing scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was almost their biggest bonding moment that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, they, okay, they've clearly, they've, like, reached this new level of, yeah. Uh, yeah, like father son sort of thing. Although is is Grogu older than Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but, and then from there, from there, I loved when they he was flying. Like we're gonna have to take the rest of the trip with the windows down and taking yeah. him on the jetpack. And this is why, like, these are the moments why I think that baby Yoda Grogu is gonna be with the Mandalorian forever as long as this series goes on for. They're they're not gonna be split apart. Right. But that, that scene of them bonding and having their like happiest moments should have been a cue that, okay, these happy moments are not, yeah. are not for long and yeah. that Grogu is going to be captured here. Is Grogu rescued by the end of the, se- by the, end of the season? See, this is throwing everything in my predictions for a loop because I thought this is how the season was going to end. But since we have two episodes left, I'm going to say yes, that they're absolutely going to get him back. But I think it's going to be too late by the time they get him back in that Moff will have extracted all the blood he needs to create this next super being, whatever it's going to be. So I think they'll get him back. Uh, I just think it'll be too late and it'll create an excited, exciting third season. Right. And you could see something where it does look like he has lost his his force powers mm-hmm. and maybe 
you know, we go through the whole season three where it looks like he doesn't have force powers, but he will get them bad. I can't imagine oh, yeah. forever, but right for that. Do you have in the, as we head into these, it looks like, I mean, last, last season, episode seven and eight were almost like one episode, uh, one long episode put together. It doesn't right. look like this is heading that way. It looks like they're going to have a clear episode seven where their goal is to get back Mayfeld. And then episode eight will be get back Grogu. So it's sort of the path is, is there for us. But, and, and then, and because they can go longer with episode time, I wouldn't be surprised if episode eight is like an hour long, right? So they can mm-hmm. go, they have a lot of time there. But do we have a prediction as in someone's got to, someone's got to kick the can. Someone, someone can't make it out of this season. As far as I, as far as I see it, do you have a prediction of who doesn't make it out of this season? Ooh, that's tough. So like if we're, we're talking about the, the people were already, we're already basically giving spinoff series and movies to Ahsoka and Bo-Katan. <laughs> so, there's, no way, there's no way they die. No, they <laughs> no there's no way. I think the, the most logical candidates, I mean, even, there's even a possibility of a Cara Dune spinoff of some kind, right? But I think the most logical candidates are like a Grief Karga. Okay. Um, Cobb Vanth. Um, Mayfield. Fennec, for real this time. These people all have a chance to go down. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett has a chance. Yeah, I mean Boba Fett. I think seems underwhelming. I know, I know, I agree, but I think I think I'd put Grief Karga as like the odds-on favorite to die here. If we're talking about a big character like Boba Fett, I think is right in the mix Mm -hmm. to go. Which again, you would be so sad after thinking he's dead back to life. Yeah, yeah, I think he's dead for the last like thirty years of my life. Um, That's busy old man. but uh, let's see. Who's another big character, good well, guy? That, that let's, talk about, let's talk about Cara Dune here. Like, I, I okay. feel like in some ways she would make the most sense, but now they've given her this sort of, she's now a part of the New Republic. So she's officially yeah. has her stripes, as she says here. And so it would be kind of weird. Although, again, maybe she's finally found her happiness and in her place. And now yeah. this is the moment. Once you find your happiness and your place, that is the moment that you have to meet a tragedy. Yeah, well, and I think, I think like she lost so many of her comrades in battle, she has a lot of pride for the New Republic that I think she could, if she knew that she was going to help the cause by giving her life, I could see that being an arc for her, some kind of sacrifice play. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I, I, yeah, I, to me, I guess I'll go with Cara Dude. Maybe it's a wishful thinking here to think that she's going to <laughs> But I mean, you. like if you think about like Quail, he was such a loved character yeah. in the first one. And then IG-11, again, another oh great my character. Um, so it's just sort of interesting. Like they haven't, they lost the Razor Crest. I guess the Razor Crest was killed. You know, again, I don't, I can't see like Boba, why I kill Boba Fett when just bring him back. Yeah, sure, Fett could die. That means nothing though. And again, you no. just brought her back from, from life, to, from death too. So, so it's just like, who, who else is there? And if no one, if no one dies in the battle to like stop the empire from creating yeah. a new Jedi Knight or new Sith Lord and the empire's goal is to like crush, you know, these rebels or whatever, like, you know, how, how does nobody die in that other than a bunch of stormtroopers and yeah. dark troopers? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible to lose maybe one of Bo-Katan's uh, Mandalorians like uh, Koska or Axe yeah. could potentially die. Again, why though, right? You not- know, we... Yeah, a little yeah. underwhelming, but yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So who knows? Although, I guess if we're setting it up, I mean, we could be setting up for bigger. I mean, at yeah. the, in the Mandalorian season one, when they created it, I'm sure they were thinking, okay, let's, let's create something that obviously could have many, many more uh, seasons, but that also was a you know, con- confined season in its own that told its own story. It could have ended after season one and it would have been a beautiful story still. Well, yeah. now they know, okay, we could probably go with many seasons as we want to go with this show. And so there's yeah. no rush to, to kill anybody. That's why that worries me about Moff Gideon though. That's why I think, okay, is Moff Gideon the one that gets mm. killed? And then we reveal that, okay, there's a new big bad and that's this, you know, Sith Lord that they've created somehow. Yeah. And I, I think it's also possible that, you know, maybe someone big could die and that doesn't necessarily mean that this is the last we see of them. Not that they bring them back to life, but like the Mandalorian itself, which is set in the past in, in the Star Wars timeline. Like, let's say, uh, I'm not, let's not hope this doesn't happen. Let's say Bo-Katan, she could die, but they could still do a Bo-Katan series of some kind or a movie of some kind in the past. So I think that's on the table as well. But oh, I don't want to see Moff. Moff's just been on the show so little. Right. And he's so good when he's on. It'd be such a tragedy, a tragedy for him to die after being on here so little. Could Moff Gideon's plan be to extract the midichlorians 
and insert them into his himself. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Like, it seems like the obvious play of a super villain, you know, like I, like a Red Skull. Like, let's just shove it right inside of me and like become as powerful as possible. Like, why would he want to create someone who's more powerful than him? That's an interesting question to think about. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe that's the way it goes, or maybe this new creature yeah. ends up killing him in yeah. some in some backfire way. But with the dark saber, it seems like it seems like yeah, if he has possession of the dark saber. I mean, I guess the the season could end with Bo-Katan getting back the dark saber, but that that would be a quick turnaround to happen as well. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's just interesting there. Uh, as we wrap as we wrap up the show, before we get to our ratings here, I did post on Instagram on the uh, never seen at, at never seen SW Instagram page here. I asked for people's thoughts or questions on the episode. We saw just a couple people say that. I only just posted it, but I'll always try and do that the, the day of the episode. Or if you always can just message us if you have any questions or thoughts that you want to share. And Nicole did have a question, and she said, uh, "Why didn't Mando seem more sad when they took Grogu away?" I did kind of think that too. He kind of just seemed like he didn't really seem too upset when they when they stole kidnapped Grogu. Um, <laughs> the hard thing about that is he's wearing a mask, and I do give him a lot of credit for his acting without the mask, but. I think probably more than anything, he was in shock in the moment. I'm really gonna, I'm really gonna defend the Mando here because I'm sure that he was sad. He's the Dadalorian, okay? That's his boy that's getting taken away. Um, so I'm just gonna think he's in shock, and he's he's always been able to to fight his way out of every situation. So he must have thought like, oh yeah, we can do it. I can fly up there, or Slave One's gonna fly up there. I'm sure he was very very sad once he realized he wasn't able to get him back. Yeah, I mean, so you're saying that you think there was a tear underneath his mask? We just couldn't see it. Had to have been okay. many of them. A couple of comments, other people thoughts on the episode. Uh, Jeff here says maybe the best Star Wars ever. Ginger Kong here says amazing. The moment we saw a slave, he says slave two. Was it a slave two? Maybe it's a remake of the ship. He said I was floored the moment he saw Boba Fett's yep. ship. So just people yep. excited again about the episode. As that, which nicely leads us into our ratings. So every week here, we've been doing ratings. Me and Jordan have been doing ratings. And if we ever have a guest on, we've been doing ratings. No guests this week, but we might get you back next week with double the guests. So we'll see how that goes. We had a last-minute dropout because of a sickness here. So no worries there. But as we've been racking the episodes here out of 10, last week's episode, The Jedi, takes the top spot with a 10 out of 10 overall. The Heiress, that's the Bo-Katan episode, is second with a 9.3 out of 10. The Passenger, that's the Frog Lady episode, is third with an 8 out of 10. The Marshall, that's the premiere, that's the Cobb Vanth episode, is a 7.5 out of 10. And the fifth one, the lowest one, is The Siege. That's the Cara Dune, uh, Grief Karga, Mithril episode. That's a 7.3 out of 10 here, our lowest episode. So Jordan, this one here, The Tragedy, there was a lot going on. What did you think of this episode? What do you, what, what do you want to, I guess we know what you think of it, but what are you going to rate it? Yeah, so I, I love this episode a lot. Um, in a world where episode chapter 13, um, the Jedi does not exist, I think this one is probably a 10. But chapter 13 was just like a whole other level of amazing television. And this one was close. Like it was, it was amazing. Like I was thoroughly enjoyed every second of this. But I've already set the bar so high that I got to give chapter 14, the tragedy, a nine out of 10. A nine out of 10. Okay, there you go. And so would you say it's less than the Bo-Katan episode as well then is what you're saying? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so just there. slightly. Yeah, just slightly. Just now for me, point. something I didn't touch on in this episode is I thought that the, the fight on the on Tython with the stormtroopers and the shooting around, I actually thought that was some of the best yeah. action scenes that we've ever had. It was such a fun location i think first of all mm -hmm. and it was fun to see stormtroopers and seem to go it kind of remind me of just playing star wars battlefront yeah just like oh pick oh, let's, let's pick our location and then pick our enemies and okay let's just go kill a bunch of stormtroopers and it sort of seemed like that so i thought that was actually one of the best action scenes we've seen yeah. and it was kind of simple in some ways but we also got to see you know people kick butt we got to see boba fett save the day in some way but even then when they were just shooting and going around we were watching fennec shoot and we were watching you know Mando back to back or protecting Fennec, and then we saw Boba Fett with the staff, oh, yeah. and then coming on later with the with the suit. It was just like some of the best action scene that there was. But again, obviously, I'm ca I got to put a little below last episode here, and so for me again, it's a nine out of ten. So that gives it a uh, combined total a nine out of ten. Which makes <laughs> a it good math ranked uh, through third. It's the third yeah. out of six episodes, which I think is fair. 
think it's yeah. great. There's a lot there. I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, I put it equal to the Bo-Katan episode, but I have it a little lower than the Ahsoka episode. With only two episodes to go, it'll be interesting to see where we lie here, if we can beat that. We know that the Jedi will be at least tied for first. Although if we, if we go tens across the board on, on another episode, we will break the tide somehow. So we, we could knock the Jedi out of, its, out of its spot, although it'd be pretty tough. Although if, if the season finale is what we're thinking it's going to be, of like an entire army from the Mando taking on this Moff Gideon, Dark Saber, Dark Trooper army with a Sith Lord in the back, like, you know, that's like a 15 out of 10. Yeah. With I Mace, think so. With Mace Windu showing yeah, up. Yeah, Mace Windu. <laughs> okay, if Mace Windu shows up, Jordan, what are you rating the episode? Oh, man. Mace Windu with an eye patch, a la Nick Fury. Uh, <laughs> that's at least a, a 15 out of 10. It's got to be. It's got to be. <laughs> Any last thoughts here before we wrap up this uh, podcast episode? Yeah, this is so good. I just cannot believe. Like, I was just reminiscing about some of the episodes in season one. Season one was great. Some of the episodes are like, good they're not like amazing but this has just been week after week of like the best tv i've ever seen like it's just been so good the show has just been consistently delivering even even after last week we're like surely they can't follow that up and they absolutely followed up it's just been so good it's getting better and better the story is getting deeper and deeper and i just hope this goes on for a long time and it continues to deliver like this yeah it's totally awesome again thank you for everybody for listening uh, we have a few more episodes of this, two more episodes that we're going we're gonna to cover. Who knows if there's a demand for it, we could do, you know, after the finale, we could do another sort of recap, maybe looking forward to season three sort of thing. We do want to touch on that Lego Star Wars holiday film. I haven't watched it yet, Jordan, but you watched it, right? Oh, I loved it. It's so fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm saving to watch it. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> okay. to watch it, but I'm saving to watch it. And then in the new year, me and Kristen will be back covering the sequel trilogy as she watches it for the first time. It'd be curious to think what she thinks of that, Jordan. What do you think? The sequel trilogy? I think it'll be her favorites for sure. Yeah. I'd imagine so. I can't, I'd be surprised if she didn't, didn't love The Force Awakens uh, coming, just from what she likes. She loves the, she likes really good special effects. And obviously the yeah. sequel trilogy has by far the best special effects. So we'll go yeah. from there. And then, you know, we could go into Solo. We could go into Rogue One. That'd be kind of interesting too. Uh, I was even thinking, you know, should we get her to watch The Mandalorian? And we go through Mandalorian season one and two together. I guess so. That, if you want this podcast to go on forever, then absolutely. Right, I think well, you, should that, definitely, you should definitely do Rogue One because I could see that being her favorite movie. Yeah, Rogue One. And, and if we do Rogue One, then we might as well do Solo too, right? I mean, yeah, of course. We're there at all of them. We are going to do some sort in the new year. We'll do some sort of rankings podcast as well with Kristen uh, and you, Jordan, where we can compare the rankings of uh, you know, Kristen's rankings watching it for the first time in 2020 and the general consensus of rankings and see how they differ. And they do differ quite a bit. And if you haven't listened to any of those podcasts, uh, do yourself a favor, listen to them. They're lots of fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun to see her reaction. She is a fan of the movie, so you don't hear someone bashing the movies for an hour straight. You're going to hear a lot of praise, some critiques here and there, and some funny takes here and there, but she does enjoy it. And it's, you know, the thing about Star Wars is we love sharing Star Wars with with people in our lives and we love going on this journey together. It's all about the journey, right, Jordan? It's all about the journey. And if you're one of those people who just complains about it all, just lighten up a little bit. It's just a movie. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Okay. Let's have, Let's have some fun. Plenty more to come. Again, let us know if you watched the episode, if you liked this episode, follow us on Instagram. Hey, do yourself, do us a favor, share this podcast with people that you know, give us a good rating on Apple uh, podcasts or Spotify or whatever. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Bye everybody.